Global Crisis Bible Prophecy Health and Preparedness You are just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch Father in heaven, we pray for your blessing, for your presence with us as we consider world events and the trends of our time. Help us to measure these things up against the Bible and the Bible alone. May we pursue Jesus Christ with all our hearts and we ask for that fervor, that urgency that can only come from your Holy Spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host for another 30-minute news broadcast, and we've got a whole different uh, smattering and a host of topics for you today. For example, this one from UK Express. Forget Yellowstone. Snake River Plains volcano is a much bigger threat to America. For those that thought Yellowstone super volcano was one of the biggest natural threats to the USA, think again. And it goes on talking about this other one. We'll keep tracking the natural disasters because these are fulfillments of Bible prophecy. Jesus said that there would be the waves and the seas roaring and uh, earthquakes in diverse places and that all of these things would be increasing in their frequency and their intensity as we approach the close of time. And so many seismologists and volcanologists have been looking not just at the ring of fire, but the inland areas of the United States like Wyoming with the Yellowstone powder keg. Who knows what's going to happen and when, but increasing concern and alarms are being raised by many of these uh, geologists and experts. But uh, I want to shift also into the Lancashire Telegraph reporting, quote, I just want to be treated like everyone else. Meet the man who identifies as a vampire. Yes, you heard that right. We live in a time where everybody is identifying as, and fill in the blank there, this time I identify as a vampire. I might be a vampire, but I just want to be treated like everyone else, he said. People have got to accept the fact that what's normal to them is not normal to us, and what's normal to us is not normal to them. Darkness is his name. And he said he first became attracted to the vampire lifestyle as a teenager. As part of his beliefs, he sleeps in a custom-made-to-measure coffin that weighs 25 kilos, is roughly 6 feet 7 inches long. He is 6 feet 6 inches tall. He also has a strict, balanced diet, which stays away from fatty foods and drinks cows and pig's blood, as well as, as a human blood substitute which we know what the Bible says about this. It says that the life of the animal is in the blood and that we are to abstain from the consumption of the blood. It says that in the New Testament. He goes on, My life was always kept secret until I came out two years ago. I first learned about vampires when I was 13, growing up in Galway. 
I was taking my dog for a walk through the woodlands, and I saw a group of girls dressed up, and I thought they were zombies. I ran home because I was scared at first, but then I became really curious. One day I found them again, and they initiated me into their coven. And I have been a vampire ever since. My heart goes out to this young man who is in the snare and captivity of the enemy. And our prayers need to be with people not only that are caught up in the occult, in this darkness, that's his name, he's named himself, renamed himself Darkness, but the, the principalities and powers of this darkness in this world, captivating so many souls in the snare of the occult, but also in this self-identifying new new concept where we take on a new identity. And I feel this way, so this is how I'm going to identify. Uh, this reminds me of the lady who identified as a blind person, and she could see, but she called herself transabled, and she ought to be blinded. So she literally blinded herself. And this this is a cultural sickness, broadly speaking, but then an individual spiritual crisis for somebody in a situation like this man who's called himself darkness or this woman that I mentioned who blinded herself. But you, you, you know that the snowball, the avalanche of cultural madness that is coming upon the world today, it's going to take us into this insane territory like the things we're reading about here. And I remember hearing that about even just the gay marriage decision from last year in the Supreme Court in 2015. People said, well, if, if this is going to be allowed, then the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And you're going to have incest and all of these things that the Bible condemns. And a lot of people said, ah, no way. UK Mail reports mother, 36, and son, 19 who fell in love when they met last year after she gave him up for adoption as a baby, say they will go to jail to defend their relationship. So they're saying they have a right to this incestual love relationship. Russia Today reports Muslims demand polygamy after Italy allows same-sex unions. Polygamy must become a civil right in Italy, similar to same-sex civil unions, which the country allowed earlier this year, a prominent Muslim representative has said. There's no reason for Italy not to accept polygamous marriages of consenting persons. Hamza Picardo, founder of the Union of Islamic Communities and Organizations, wrote in a controversial Facebook post last week. When it comes to civil rights here, then polygamy is a civil right. Muslims don't agree with homosexual partnership, and still they have to accept a system that allows it, he stressed. So do you see the snowball effect? Do you see the building of the, uh, the Bible says the end would come in like a flood, that the love of most would grow cold, that men would marry and be given in marriage and eat and drink as their pleasures would dictate, just as it was before the flood. And there is another destruction of this earth coming. Every time you see a rainbow... That's a reminder of God's promise that we would never experience a worldwide flood again. But God also gave us a promise that he will cleanse this earth of sin and take us, the faithful, those who have the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who on no merits of our own accord, only on the merits of Jesus Christ and him crucified, we will be taken up literally into heaven. Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you. The disciples 
who witnessed him as a resurrected Messiah and Lord. They saw him ascend into the, into the clouds, literally. And Jesus said, I'm going to be coming back in the same manner, in like manner, as you have seen me go up. So we will see him. Every eye will see him come again, and we will be taken up to be with him. And this earth will, it says that the, the Bible says that the elements will melt with fervent heat, that the earth and the works therein will be burned up. So we will see the destruction of all of this sin and suffering and immorality and, and cultural collapse and the decline of the family will all be restored in the heavenly family. Shifting to the, quote, pandemic of global civil unrest, InfoWars reports top insurer, uh, insurance company Lloyd's warns that a pandemic of global civil unrest could go viral, threatening international stability. So, my friends, before the time of Jesus coming, where we will all joyfully be taken up to heaven and evil and sin and sinners will be destroyed. Before that time, there are some, some, there is a tumultuous series of events that lead up to that. The Bible calls it the time of trouble, such as there never was since there was a nation that will come upon the earth. And they're warning about this right here. Lloyd's commissioned leading global risk management consultant, the Risk Advisory Group, to produce a report analyzing what factors could prompt a spread of civil unrest around the world. The report found that instances of political violence contagion are becoming more frequent and the contagion effect ever more rapid and powerful. He says that these are pandemics of civil unrest. This transformation will lead to widespread disruption, yet prove extremely difficult to anticipate and threaten international stability, according to the report. The inquiry found that the potential for mass civil unrest represents a highly important dimension of political risk and that preparations for such scenarios are currently insufficient. As we have recently highlighted, the ultra-wealthy are highly concerned about civil unrest and have made moves to prepare for social disorder. Elites are buying luxury bomb-proof survival bunkers with one of the companies behind the underground units revealing that they are for the protection of high net worth individuals against the, quote, general public. This is for wealthy people who are concerned about various disaster scenarios. But a common theme among them is fear of civil unrest, a fear of an uprising from the 99%, said journalist Lynn Paramore, who visited one of the facilities in Indiana. Millionaires are fleeing Chicago and other major cities due to concerns over racial tensions and rising crime rates. About 3,000 individuals with net, with net assets of a million dollars or more left Chicago in June, I, I'm sorry, in just the last year alone, Chicago Tribune had reported. Paris and Rome are also seeing a mass exodus of millionaires, while wealthy elites are installing panic rooms in their Big city apartments due to fears over political, civil, potential civil unrest and skyrocketing crime. Land and remote homes in places like New Zealand are also popular with the global 1%, with realtors citing the threat of worldwide financial instability and domestic disorder as motivating factors behind the purchases. So there is a growing contagion of fear, if you will, that this contagion of civil unrest will boil over into a global pandemic. Now, of course, the Bible speaks to this issue of fear. It says that in the last days, 
men's hearts will fail them for fear. So this, this, this whole fear movement is a fulfillment itself of Bible prophecy. And the things that they are fearing, of course, also are a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, with civil unrest increasing, wars and rumors of wars, financial collapse, and all of these apocalyptic scenarios that plague the minds of this 1% that are preparing for all these things and listening to the insurers and the people saying, look out for mm, contagions of civil unrest to spread. You can read about all of this in the Bible. And it's, so it says men's hearts will fail them for fear. But the beautiful and wonderful thing it says to us, when you see these things happening, lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. So this is good news. I mean, it's bad in the temporary sense, but for us, it's not a fearful thing. It's a, wow, that means we're getting closer to the great, big, wonderful, positive event of the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's not something to fear. Many people do fear. God, in the sense of being afraid, we're supposed to have a, a respect, a fear, and awe in that sense. But many people feel that the presence of God is something to run from. The, the wealthy and the rich and the kings and the mighty men and every slave and every free man in Revelation 6 are running to the rocks and the mountains saying, fall on us and hide us from the face of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come. They're afraid. But my friends, we don't need to be afraid. Lift up your heads. That's your redemption coming because he is the Lamb of God who was slain. Not to be feared, to be loved. And perfect love, the Bible says, drives out all fear. Perfect love. Embrace it. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Did you know that heavily rhythmic music, which is basically all popular music today, can actually alter your state of consciousness? Musician William Ora explains, quote, We had discovered something that people knew eons ago, that polyrhythms can be used for hypnotic induction, for altered states of consciousness, even for soul travel. And drummer and percussion scholar Mickey Hart agrees. Everywhere you look around the world, he says, people are using drums to alter consciousness. I have discovered along with many others the extraordinary power of music, particularly percussion, to influence the human mind and body. And Jimi Hendrix said, we make our music so loose and hard-hitting that it hits your soul hard enough to make it open. Get informed, folks. Truth is stranger than fiction. Google the words media on the brain to learn more. Merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. And we're back. This is 11th Hour Dispatch. I'm Scott Ritzema, your host. The website is 11thHourDispatch.com, and we're shifting gears into some other news today. InfoWars reports on the health news front, cancer rates are increasing. The World Health Organization said in 2014 that cancer cases were expected to surge 57% worldwide over the next 20 years. It's a health crisis in the making. But 
This article is not about cancer. It says scientists are warning that there could be an even bigger threat to human health. Something bigger than a 50% increase in the greatest scourge upon the human physiology of our world today? 50% increase in cancer over the next 20 years, they're predicting. But they're actually saying there could be something even worse on the horizon. And they call it antimicrobial resistance. In other words, we've got antibiotic-resistant bacteria that are spreading throughout the world. British Chancellor George Osborne says antimicrobial resistance to antibiotics could kill as many as 10 million people by 2050 and warned of the risk before the panel at the International Monetary Fund meeting in Washington. Osborne is not alone in sounding the alarm about the risks of failing antibiotics. Antimicrobial resistance could cause an, quote, apocalyptic scenario in the next 20 years. It's amazing how secular people use biblical terminology without even realizing it. Apocalyptic, the book of Revelation, the word revelation in the Greek is apocalypsis, apocalyptic. Uh, This is is a reference to the unveiling, the revealing of revelation prophecies of the last days. So he's saying it's going to be apocalyptic because Jesus said that in Matthew 24, he said that one of the signs of the times of the last days would be an increase in pestilences, diseases. And are we seeing a whole host of modern diseases manifest? We're seeing it in the news headlines every day. But they go on and they they have run out of, quote, effective antibiotics. They've run out. Economist Jim O'Neill commissioned a government review in 2014 that estimated that by 2050, antimicrobial resistance would be the world's greatest killer unless scientists could develop a new generation of effective antibiotics. At the IMF meeting, Osborne said that this, this, quote, apocalyptic scenario would not only kill millions of people a year, it could easily slash global economic output by 3.5% or $100 trillion. So that was why this was talked about at the IMF, the International Monetary Fund and Economic Forum. They're saying, hey, this could have major economic implications. So one sign of the times impacts another, and you get a whole synergy and a perfect storm of events that are threatening the stability of our planet today. And, you know, in that context, do you have the stability of Jesus Christ? The sure foundation, the rock, capital R, our shield and our very great reward. The shelter in a time of storm, because the storms of the final events of the world are building right now. And if we don't have that sure foundation, if we don't have that shelter and shield, if we don't have that protective hedge against the onslaught of the enemy, then then we're going to be unarmed and hopeless in the last days. But there is this great hope. This great hope is Jesus himself coming again on the clouds of heaven. And we have what we need. We have the armor of God. We have the robe of his righteousness. These are all biblical analogies for the spiritual preparation that we have in him today. If you're in prayer, if you're spending time in the word of God, getting outdoors and and living a balanced and healthy lifestyle that's good for brain function and and, and physical health and emotional and spiritual balance and well-being. All of these things are our preparedness. CBS reports, there is strong evidence that consuming alcohol and processed meats like bacon increase the risk of stomach cancer, according to a new health report. Did you notice that? Alcohol 
and processed meats. Boy, there are some Christians running around there with a health message that you don't hear this out of most churches, but I've heard you want to stay away from alcohol and unclean meats, biblically unclean meats. You know, God knew what he was talking about there with Noah when he said, take seven clean beasts onto the ark and two of every unclean. So with the lambs, take seven. With the chickens, take seven. With the cows, take seven. With the foxes, take two. With the frogs, take two, etc. Two of every unclean, seven of every clean. That was to Noah before the time of Moses where the law was given. So this is pre-law. This is not part of the ceremonial law. This is part of reality. It's part of the animal kingdom. That didn't change at all since the time of Noah. You might say, well, there's there's more derivations of the different kinds of uh, of dogs and so on. And yeah, okay, so there have been small changes in that regard. But whether it's healthy for you to consume or not has not changed. The Bible says, don't eat unclean meats. And in the New Testament, in Revelation, it refers to unclean animals. Peter, the apostle in the Christian era, had never eaten anything unclean, he said. He had the vision of the animals coming down, and the voice said to him, kill and eat them. And he's like, what? I've never eaten. Because they didn't eat unclean meats, the Christians, in the first century. By the way, that was an analogy. Peter says, I've now learned that I should not call any man unclean, because he had drawn back from the Gentiles and was acting in a discriminatory way toward Gentile believers. But back to the article, it says the analysis by the World Cancer Research Fund looks at the latest scientific research on diet and possible connections to stomach cancer. Stomach cancer is the fifth most common cancer across the globe and one of the most deadly. The five-year survival rate is about 25%. Last year, the World Health Organization issued a report saying eating processed meats, like talking about bacon, sausage, hot dogs, ham, these processed meats, World Health Organization says, pose the same cancer risk as smoking. But experts say that this is the first time that a strong leak between alcohol and processed meat and stomach cancer has been found. Interestingly, they also found that pickled vegetables can increase the chances of stomach cancer. So watch your vinegar intake while you're watching your alcohol consumption and your consumption of unclean meat. Actually, I think I understated that a little bit. We don't want to watch our consumption of what the Bible says is forbidden. We want to abstain from it. If there's something that's good and healthy, enjoy that in moderation. If there's something that is bad for you, then we abstain from it because this is the temple of God. Our bodies are the temple of God. Anybody who destroys this temple, it says, will be destroyed. In other words, judgment of God. And, and you know, that, that doesn't mean that we're saved by eating right. We're saved only by the blood of the lamb, only by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. But then you go from that saying, well, now I want to honor God in everything I do. And the Bible says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So you can eat and drink to the glory of God or to dishonor God. 
And the way that we eat and drink in this culture today is a dishonor to the creator of our temple. When we go and consume alcohol, which is a poison and a, a damaging to the brain and a frontal lobe suppressant, it's not healthy in any dose. When we eat whatever we want to eat just for the pleasure of our own appetite, all of this is a, a spiritual issue, a sin issue that we have to allow the Lord to deal with in our hearts. But I have some good news on the health front. And NBC News reports Papa John's removes high fructose corn syrup from menu. And also this one from Ken Shepard, health conscious consumers are killing Coca-Cola sales. And so these are some uh, trends that we see in our society. The single biggest marketing trend over the past two or three years has been the movement toward natural and healthy and that which would be more organic and, you know, everything, all the marketing going green and all of these things. That would be a reflection of a positive trend of people saying, I don't really want to feel this way. I, um, I don't have enough energy. I have emotional mood swings. I have brain fog overweight, obesity, risk for all these health problems, I want to feel better. And the path to feeling better, and of course we're all going to you know, die unless, unless we, you live till Jesus comes, which I believe that most of us will. But the fact that somebody has an episode of a disease and, 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 and sadly, tragically, is asleep in the grave, this is not to condemn them, of course. We all degrade over time and perish but that is that is just a sleep the bible says that's not truly dying dying is what happens in what the bible calls the second death the second death is the lake of fire hell the first quote death is not really a death at all jesus said to the people who were mourning a little girl at her funeral he said the girl is not dead but asleep well she was dead all right so they laughed at him but Jesus, to, to the Lord, our first death is not really a death. It's just a sleep. Because everybody's coming back from that in a resurrection. And there will be a resurrection of the righteous, Jesus said, and a resurrection unto damnation. Two types of resurrection. And you want to be in the resurrection of the righteous because you have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. In anti-Christian crackdown, Chinese communists demolish yet another church. There's some tragic news out of Breitbart. We must resolutely guard against overseas infiltration via religious means, said the Chinese communists. Which also brings us to this one from Daily Mail. Army in Thailand arrests 10 people for Facebook comments. Ten people arrested by army and held for attitude adjustment. So you have totalitarian moves all across the globe saying we're going to go ahead and arrest people for their beliefs, for their speech, for their religion, and we're going to destroy their churches and we're going to bring them into re-education centers for attitude adjustment. It's very sad to see the state of religious liberty in our world today degrading ever further. And we've got the most precious, precious freedom in this country, in the United States, 
and such a limited time to exercise our religious freedom by spreading the gospel, by sharing Bible truth that will save eternal souls. I mean, in, the, in, in comparison with that, everything else is a total waste of time, right? All the entertainment, all the useless things that we get into, there are perishing souls who are passing into the grave without a knowledge of the grace of Jesus Christ. Reach out to them. Share with them BibleProphecyTruth.com. Get on your Facebook and preach the gospel to folks who are plugged into that. We've only got a short period of time and make sure that we are anchored in Jesus ourselves. See you next time. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. Don't worry about labels, rock, pop. Basically, all the popular modern musical styles take their cue from those roots in the rock and roll music movement in the 1950s. People, after hearing this, they say, but well, well, what's, what am I supposed to listen to then? We start feeling like we're entitled to listen to worldly things because of the joy and pleasure that we feel we get from it. But I want to remind us what Jesus said. He said, the way to destruction is wide and broad. There's a lot of different ways you can get yourself into trouble, whether it's music or anything. But the way to life is narrow. Only a few find it, he said. And we might have to let go of a lot of things that we love and we've become accustomed to, to make sure that we're in the right place, that we are following the Lamb, and that we are not being herded off into this beast movement. The whole world followed the beast. Brought to you by BeltofTruthMinistries.org.